Thomas and Frederick. With Thomas and Frederick. With Thomas and Frederick. Welcome to State of the Franchise, the podcast that talks about franchises of all shapes, sizes, backgrounds, genres, and types. I am one of your hosts, Tom Stadler, here with my co-captain, co-commander, co-rebel, Fred Dakin. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Happy May 4th, Fred. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That, was, that was me trying to do a Chewy, but I felt like it was like if you like stepped on Chewy's foot or that something. Was chewy after one too many eggnogs on life day. <laughs> but it is, in fact, a very exciting day this week, Fred. We are doing another... May the 4th episode, which is, again, a holiday. I have very mixed feelings about the fact that we're celebrating a pun. (laughs) Well, I'm actually all for that. I love a good pun. Uh, But we wanted to do a Star Wars episode. Mm -hmm. So we decided we're going to do in-depth talk about the most recent trilogy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, just really chill stuff, you know, that everyone loves and... Isn't controversial. <laughs> no, nothing of that sort. We don't need to pretend that it's just, uh, you know, a thing that people hate. <laughs> Even though, I don't know, man. Nowadays, the, the relationship with Star Wars is, it's a toxic relationship, <laughs> I think, with some fans. Definitely. But that's why we're not talking about that. And we're talking about something fun, which is Star Wars Merch? Well, would you have a bigger, broader term for that? No, I think merchandise is right. And it's perfect to go in with a franchise as big and as broad as Star Wars. Because I don't think you can even look at the footprint of Star Wars without talking about its merchandise. It is one of the most merchandised franchises in the world, Mm -hmm. is Star Wars. Which is crazy to think about considering all the other things in existence, right? Like... Mm-hmm. And just the idea that, which we will get to in the history, how the merchandise, uh, the way it was handled, has huge echoes in how movies are made today, how deals are done, and yeah. just how we look at film. So it'll be very interesting to talk about. And it'll also be very nostalgic. I'm excited because I feel when you hear about merch, it's a lot of the times like the old, older stuff. I, I know, but that's not our generation. I feel like the the merch that's gonna we're gonna talk about a lot is the prequel merch, and I'm very excited to get uh, into it. Well, I think it's a good like kind of gauge for us too because we were kids when the prequels mm-hmm. came out. So it's like when all that merch was dropping and they dropped a lot of merch that was all in our homes. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that I, that is something I'm very excited to get into when we talk about merchandise. But that is for me when I think about Star Wars merchandise. It's like that time around the prequels. Actually, I'll take that back around the time of the first prequel. There you go. Yeah, you know. I will say, so, you know, we always talk about, like, where, like, our first memories will and offer this right away. I have a distinct memory of collecting Pepsi cans that had individual characters on them with my cousin. And we would <laughs> call one another whenever we got one. He's like, I got the Darth Maul can. And I'm like, what? No way. And I'm like, I still got just, like, Obi-Wan. And it's like... How did we get so caught, get caught up in the like media machine that we're like Pepsi cans are the cool thing to collect? 
Well, it's funny you say that because, you know, I've got my notes here. This is a very professional podcast. <laughs> and I have these notes. And the big thing that I have sir, like written at the top is Pepsi cans. <laughs> because there was a time where the Pepsi can promotional. And I think they did it for like, I remember Ang Lee's Hulk having like pretty oh, cool cans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Star Wars cans were a big deal. I remember you'd have like. Yeah, like you were saying, you have like six Jar Jar, and you're like, I need something else. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh my gosh, there was Jar Jar everything. That was <laughs> just ridiculous. So that's like one of your earliest memories, though, was like getting the actual like prequel merchandise of it. Yeah, because you know it wouldn't be the podcast if I didn't say I grew up in a small town, small farm town. So like, <laughs> just people, like Luke. <laughs> yeah, just like Luke. You know, just staring at the two sons of Pennsylvania and Maryland right on the border. And I gotta say, like, it was Star Wars was not a huge thing in the world around me, but it was a huge thing in my household and like my other best friend's household. Sure, you know, like that where it was but i did not see like i didn't live near a mall like a mall was like a half hour away and we didn't go that often so i didn't see shirts and another thing about me when i uh, was in elementary school all the way through about middle school yeah i was not allowed to wear t-shirts to school by rule of my mom oh on friday casual friday i could wear a t-shirt ah. so i didn't own a lot of cool character t-shirts and then you notice i, I kind of wear a lot of cool character t-shirts now and yeah yeah, yeah kind of was like i couldn't have it then i took it now it's <laughs> very much your personality yeah wait so what shirts did you wear during the week then was it collared shirts collared shirts wow yeah fancy fred i bet that was you and my school <laughs> was like like my school was like south park elementary like oh, wow. it was just like <laughs> so like yeah i was that kid that's hilarious i love it well that's definitely a good place to get us started into this fred because the history of star wars merch goes all the way back to 1977 when george lucas was making his little little startup film and when the whole uh conversation around distribution came with the studio and uh, 20th century fox was like well we were gonna, we're gonna put this out there but they wanted the the merchandise rights. And Lucas said, no, I, I want the rights. I will take a half a million dollar pay cut to my director's salary in exchange for full ownership of the franchise's merchandising rights. And it was by 1987 then that the first three films had $2.6 billion in sales in merchandising revenue alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by 2012... The first six films, so that was including the prequels now, produced $20 billion. So they <laughs> multiplied that merchandise sale by 10. I mean, you have to include the special edition releases, too. I think that got a lot of kids re- re- excited again. Oh, definitely. Did you see any of those in theaters? I saw the first one, and I fell asleep. Oh, no. Yeah, I was, well, like probably seven or eight maybe mm-hmm. i'm thinking when i don't know when those came out exactly i do remember like we got the gold three vhs like right away it oh. wasn't and like that wasn't a thing like we didn't we had a lot we had a big chest of disney movies mm-hmm. we didn't get like movies all the time we didn't have a huge library of vhs's other than kids movies so it was kind of a big, big deal because we had the original uh, VHS things, and I think it was probably just my dad was like, well, of course we're getting the special edition. Right, of course. Because, like, a Star Wars movie played in my home at least once a week, I would say. Wow. Like, in that time. That's my impressive. Earth, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. 
So you are you're intimately familiar from a young age. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I like Star Wars, but and I would say I pretty much love it, but I'm not whole hog like some people are because I think it was the people around me were very interested in it, and I just kind of like I like it. But I am also like I'm a little adverse to space. Space kind of makes me boring. Makes me think of math and science, and that makes oh, me no. think of school. Man, and then you all of a sudden found yourself watching Star Wars and Star Trek one day. I know, I know. <laughs> the things we do for pot. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. was a joke just for you, Tom. Like, I feel like that was, you know, a nice 70s track. Yes, it was. <laughs> I, listen, I'm not saying I didn't appreciate it. I guess it. it was a pun, though, so you weren't happy about that. No, I... <sighs> There's just some things that are not so funny to me. (laughs) (laughs) I I have to say, though, I think it definitely speaks to the power of Star Wars to know that $2.6 billion was nothing to sniff at in 1987. Like, that's a lot of money. That I mean, there weren't really billionaires in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm, like there, right. there were, but they're not to, like today. You know, no, you have no. Elon Musk walking around just buying Twitter and shit. <laughs> but um, it really, though, started with, I think, the toys is the big thing with Star Wars. And they're produced by Kenner. And if anyone knows anything about Star Wars toys, they are like the collectible of collectibles, especially the Kenner brand that were from the first run. And like these things get traded like like baseball cards. Definitely. And they go for a lot of money. And these are like the two and a half inch ish toys, like plastic toys with the movable arms. I'm just kind of give people an idea because most most of you have seen these or owned these or whatever. I had an extensive set of these toys because they were handed down from a family friend to us, mm-hmm. and then they were passed on to someone else, which I always think about because, like, we had—I don't want to say we had everything, but we had any of all the main characters. We had the Millennium Falcon that would open up, oh, and you wow. could like put a couple guys in there. And you could you know put them in, and then also we had the Ewok Village oh, that you could snap. set up, and that was just set up in one of the bedrooms, and you know you could just play with the little guys. I like it, man. So you got like some like the OG OGs, yes. Ooh. And we treated them like kids' toys because like at the time you don't know like right. Yeah, I was just a kid, and those were my toys, you know? Right. I mean, and you're not supposed to think differently about it, like, right? It's like, well, no, I don't understand the value of a toy. If I get a toy, I want to take it out of the box, and I'm mm-hmm. going to play with it. Yeah, I want to throw it across the room so it's, like, flying like a force person, like, you know, Princess Leia in Episode 7. Right. I mean, I hadn't seen that yet, but, you know. Man. Okay, so I got a little game for you, Fred. I've got the five rarest Star Wars toys and their estimated value. Okay. So we have the top five. Number five is a vinyl cape tattooing Jawa. How much do you think it's going for for resale? A vinyl cape? Like a Jawa cape? Yep. That you can wear made out of vinyl? Yep. This came out in 1978. Look at this bub. Hmm. See, it's going to be hard just because I'm thinking, like, it got sold recently. Yeah, so these this article was written uh, about a year or two ago. 
And I'm sorry, I'm asking all these questions. Was this like what it was sold for as a collector's item or what it was sold for at the time? Oh, no. This is what it was sold for as a collector's item. Two grand? Go up. Like 10 grand? Keep going. 30 grand? Just about 28 grand. And this is just someone, this is something that was made, not like a, like on screen Jawa costume. No, no, no. This is just like a little action figure Jawa. The next one we have is from the Star Wars droids, very (laughs) panned uh, animated feature with uh, uh, C3PO and R2T2. But there's a character called Vix in there. I'm going to try and get around this friggin' YouTube video that keeps popping up. I hate these sites that just, like, keep popping ads in here. It's like, get out of here. Did Vix, like, rub people on their chest to make them feel all menthol Was, I was that his power? I was just going to make that joke. <laughs> Damn you. He looks kind of like he does that. What did Vix sell for as a collector's item on resale? So now you, you know your baseline is that that last one was twenty eight grand, so that's kind of mm-hmm. like your your baseline going. And this forward. was a, just a toy from that TV show you said, or what so was? So yeah, it? this came out in. So here's the background on it. Vlix. Oh, I'm sorry, his name is Vlix. Okay. Um, but he was uh not available really, at least outside of Brazil. That's where this canceled toy line lived before it was like discontinued because the the movie or the show just did so poorly Mm -hmm. so you could only get this from brazil wherever the factory had let him go Forty-eight thousand. dang that's really close Forty-five thousand. Oh damn (laughs) yeah okay the next one is a double telescoping darth vader (laughs) like the whole darth vader not just his lightsaber telescopes yeah no this is like so the initial versions of Darth Vader came with the double telescoping lightsaber feature. Unlike the Luke Skywalker one, next to none of these actually made it to the market. The changes made before production on the single carded figures that they really ramped up. So apparently there is like something about how his lightsaber was made. 60 grand. 64 grand. Dang. Pretty good though, I gotta say. Just for these random guesses. Okay, so same thing here with Obi-Wan Kenobi. It looks like what they had is that the lightsaber handles... Yes, this was a thing with some of them, I remember. bigger than the blade, yeah. So they call that double telescoping. Yeah, we had, I think, a Luke that had that, not the Obi-Wan, that had the weird... Because I remember looking at it because it looked kind of shitty. Like, that's what it looked, you know? You're like, why does it look, like, so thin? yeah. So I'd guess like are talking like around are we breaking a hundred? Not quite. Uh, so like eighty. Yeah, it's a seventy six thousand okay. for that one. Your Luke Skywalker figure, if that is what you had, if you still have it, I think it's twenty five grand. It's going for on the market. I'm pretty. Sh- Did you kind of see the picture of it? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. had that. That is the top six. <laughs> selling action figure. Is it gone? Oh, I don't no. know what happened to any of that stuff. Oh, no. It probably, like I said, got my mom probably donated it to our church. Yeah. You know? <laughs> sure. No, I, I completely get it. This last one. This one's the 
going to be probably no shock here. So I know a little backstory on this one just because I did some research for this episode one. And also I read about this a long time ago. It is the rocket firing Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. So this was Kenner's like additional toy that came out between Star Wars and Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Now, the whole idea, I think, with this was that you had to like have a subscription to a magazine. Or you had to like subscribe to it and then they would mail it to you. So it's the, the article says that Kenner intended for Boba Fett to include a rocket firing backpack when he mailed out to kids in this little white cardboard box. But after an unfortunate accident involving another toy company, they abandoned the rocket firing idea. Still, around two dozen or so prototypes in various stages of production, some that were fully painted just in case the blue plastic survived. This one actually made it to market. So there were two dozen of these. How much? 200,000. Not quite. 180? 150 grand. Damn, damn, damn. I know. That is wild, though. So those are your best-selling Kenner toys. Jeez. And I know, like, at the time when they were super hot, I think they they had issues with the production where they had to send out, like, you you were getting the toys, but they didn't have them time for Christmas. Oh, yeah, So yeah. you got, like, pieces of paper or something that was, like, IOUs <laughs> for the toys. It's like the uh, the Turbo Man when it's like, you get a coupon for when it's back in stock. Exactly. That's what it was. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure the, you know, because obviously people who wrote that movie were trying to, you know, point at, you know, toy stuff. I have a feeling that could even have been like a subtle nod to that. Yeah. I mean, I think anytime you write about toys, you can't get around Everything that's around Star Wars. Star Wars and Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> uh, there you go to and Beanie Babies. Those yes. Real big. Once upon a time. Yeah, I was pretty into Beanie Babies for a little while. Yeah. That's probably like our generation's version of like the Star Wars toy. Mm-hmm. I can think of. Like that and the, like the is it Gigapet. Oh, Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still got those. Like they got like new programs on a phones now. It just doesn't seem Can, the same. Couldn't you just have like yeah an app now where you just like poking it and whatever? Yeah. But you don't get to carry it around on your yeah. belt and all that. So yeah. it's not quite as cool. So that's kind of the quick history of the merch. I mean, it changed hands several times over the years um, to the point where Hasbro actually bought it out, and then they made the toys for a long time. I think that's kind of when I jumped in when I was a kid and. I was like maybe 11 or 12 and I wanted like Star Wars action figures coming hot off of those uh, those uh, special edition releases. And then obviously that led directly into the, the prequels. So uh, don't have the action figures here. They're somewhere locked away that my mom probably has in storage at the, my parents' house. But, uh, you know, little Luke Skywalker, lightsaber, Emperor, Darth Maul, Obi-Wan, you name them. <laughs> Yeah, the good folks. The good folks, yeah, the fun <laughs> ones. Yeah, I would say for me, like, other than just the toys, the big highlight for me were the OG lightsabers with oh, just, yeah. like, the tunneling plastic. I had, We had a lot of fun with those, just having, like, sword fights with them. Sure. And I gotta say, 
I really think the new ones are really lame. I know they can't have the technology of a lightsaber. They haven't figured that out. But I think the hollow tube with the light just bums me out that there's always, like, a tube. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. You like it when they can retract and you kind of hang it on your belt and then you have to yes. flick it out. I will take the OG. I will take a, the knockoff dollars brand version of that over one of these nice $200 or whatever ones that you press. And, yeah, I don't like it. So you didn't buy any while you are at Disney World or anything like that? No, no, no. We we The most money I spent in the Star Wars area was at the cantina place. Oh, there you go. We, had, we got... Two alcoholic drinks and two non-alcoholic drinks. I think it was like $60. Yeah. I mean, speaking of merchandise, look what Disney's done with Star Wars. I mean, isn't everything in the Disney parks considered kind of like a form of merchandise? Definitely. And I will say that was something that was a miniature letdown, I got to say, because they're still building out there. They're going to make the Star Wars land huge. I have a feeling. Oh, yeah. I was kind of surprised the merchandise was pretty sparse. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was hoping I would see stuff that was kind of new or different, something that maybe you can only get in the Star Wars area. But it was a lot of the stuff that you see everywhere, you oh, know. Man. So that was one thing that I, I hope is going to get better. But I'm also not much of like a toy and merch collector. I want to be, you know. I've got my, my Stephen King first editions and now my 4Ks. But I don't, you know, I don't have any like toys or anything. Yeah, which is, I mean, but it's also, you're a person of a different age though too. It's like when you're a younger gentleman or young kid, you know, it's like, you probably end up collecting this stuff without even thinking like, oh, I'm going to collect this stuff. And I mean, I've got some stuff on display that we'll get to in a little bit. But I mean, a lot of the stuff I get is gifts. And people are like, oh, you probably like this. You probably like that. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> yeah, the amount of Baby Yoda stuff that I get. <laughs> and I like it all. But it is just kind of like, oh, more. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, especially my mother-in-law who gives me great Star Wars gifts. But it is something like, yeah, I wouldn't probably go out and buy like a Grogu calendar for myself. But I have a Grogu calendar in my office right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all the different looks. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I'll have some some fun surprises for you in a little bit here, Fred. Uh, But I guess continuing to go down that path right now, you know, what are some of your favorite things that you've seen of the Star Wars merchandise around? Um, And we kind of maybe start talking about all the different types there are. Mm -hmm. Because there is, (laughs) and this is a very, very sparse list, but talk about the toy lightsabers. We talked about toy action figures we've talked about the t-shirts the graphic t-shirts i mean i've got a couple here for sure Mm -hmm. oh yeah i've definitely owned a handful but all the all the star wars shirts i've ever gotten have been from like walmart or hot topic so they last like year or two and then they just sort of you know wither away (laughs) yeah shrink into oblivion exactly yeah and i mean stuffed toys the grogu doll was so hot like what was it mm-hmm. two years ago during the pandemic that nobody could find them? Yeah, well, I found one in my small town. Oh, I, well, I had, technically I had to drive a half hour into the bigger small town 
but because it was all rural out there, no, no one. I guess they didn't get Disney Plus out there yet. Oh. I know. I'm just kidding. You believed it for a second. I was like, what? I was like, what kind of backwards place? You said the town wasn't really into Star Wars, though. Yeah, that. But for sure. I mean, that was when I was growing up. I feel like the Star Wars and the nerd culture is definitely a little bigger. But yeah, when I went to Target, it was like in the pandemic, so I had like you know I was masked up, and I went in there, and I was like. Ooh, they've got they got baby Grogu, and I think I held it and walked around the store for a little while before I decided I was gonna buy it. But oh, then man. I didn't. He he's he's right next to all my Stephen King books. He watches them, make sure they're all all together. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's definitely it's a hot thing. I think Disney knew what they were doing when they came up, or when James Gunn gave them Baby Groot. I think it like opened up this whole world of like, what else can we make <laughs> little and cute that's a bigger thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, everyone loved Muppet Babies, and it was just sitting there for the taking. <laughs> yep, it took them 20 years to finally come around to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk, talk a little about some of the merch I've got in front of me here. So this is a BB-8 toy. It's not quite a stuffed animal, but I wanted to talk about this before we move too far past it. And this thing is actually remote control. And so if I took this out of the box, I can link it up to my phone, download an app, and then just kind of move him around the room with wherever my phone is. And I don't, I got this as a gift too. And it was just ridiculous that somebody spent that on me. But I loved it for the first like, man, month or two. It'd just be fun kind of playing with it. But then I'm like, man, I think this will probably go to one of my nephews one day (laughs) (laughs) when they're old enough to realize it. Yeah, I, is that the? Did they make a more advanced one than that, or was that the big one that everyone wanted when that came out? I think this is the big one everyone wanted when it came out. Or I mean, maybe not like the full size one. There might have been a bigger one, but yeah, I was just wondering if they made a full size one in the end. Yeah, I but, think this guy's like about eight inches, so mm-hmm. yeah, he's decent size. But yeah, and then um, you know, kind of talking about dolls or things, you have all these Funko Pops now and. Someone gave me Grumpy Luke from Last Jedi. Which I would say looks more like George Lucas. It does, actually. <laughs> like, that. when I looked at it, I was like, who is that? And then I read Luke Skywalker, but that's the problem with Funko Pops. Yeah, they you can pretty much confuse them for any other person or thing. At a, you know, I go to Media Exchange to see what the haps is on the 4K, see if they got anything new, and they have all the Funko Pops at the top. Oh, yeah. And I saw the one Funko Pop that I would buy, mm. but it was $40, and I'm like, I am oh. not going to buy this for $40. They have a Fraser Crane Funko Pop. Oh, my God. And I'm like, that is the only one I need to own. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would love to have that just, like, on my desk. That's amazing. Yeah, I might end up having to take this guy out because the box is getting a little grody. But um, yeah, you could have him out, and it could be a game. You can point and be like, "Who do you think that is?" So and no one will guess. You're actually making me think a little bit bigger, though. Too was that supposed to be some kind of commentary to make old Luke sort of look a little more George Lucas ish? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like somebody who's just so old and tired of Star Wars, he's just ready to just like hand the keys off to <laughs> the next generation. <laughs> I guess. Does that mean Daisy Ridley is Bob Iger? (laughs) I mean, she's getting her own franchise. Clearly, uh, they they like her enough and her character enough. I mean, so that franchise is basically going to be episodes, what, 10 through 12 that we've been promised forever? I, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. 
the for me the bloom is a bit off the rose on that i'll go see it all whatever like but you know it's just yeah eh. rise of skywalker really crashed and <laughs> burned that that story into a point where i'm like i will wait to see what dave filoni can do to try and revive this he's doing some work right now but we'll get into that in a little bit yeah, it's just like I would be very into a new Star Wars movie that's just in the Star Wars universe. I just don't want it to be another Guardians of the Galaxy ripoff, which seems to be like that's the new function for like a movie with inside a universe. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, like uh, I haven't seen Dungeons and Dragons, but I got those vibes from watching the trailer. I hear it's good and I'm excited to watch it, but I am like, this this feels like the Guardians thing and... I just don't want a Guardian Star Wars movie. Right. Like, yeah. I don't really want the Taika Guardians one. I'll see a Taika Star Wars movie, but, you yeah. know. You want something that's a little more, right, kind of like on its own and more original. I think, you know, we could talk a little bit about some of the franchise properties because how it affects some of the merchandise, too. I mean, I went to the store yesterday or two days ago to look for some Star Wars food. Or like anything that was food branded. I went to Pick and Save. They had nothing. No blue milk? No blue milk. <laughs> no nothing. They didn't have like fruit snacks that were Star Wars branded. Everything was Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy cereal. They had Guardians of the Galaxy fruit snacks. They had Groot Pops or something. Like <laughs> Groot <that>. Pops? <laughs> yeah. You should have bought the Groot Pops. <laughs> I, I should have. Did not mean I struck out, though, completely <laughs> everywhere. But at Pick and Save, I was surprised to be like, Guardians is the new thing now. Mm-hmm. Well, was that movie coming out in May? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That makes a little sense. They're trying to flood it out there. But I do feel like if you were to ask me, is there some sort of Star Wars food-related thing in Pick and Save right now? I'd say, yeah, there's probably a couple. Yeah. Well, Mandalorian, if you know what I mean. Right, exactly. <laughs> because of what we talked about with with little Grogu. Um, but some of the other merchandise that, I mean, Star Wars goes up and down, right? They have cups and mugs. I was given a set of 10 ounce glasses. There's a, a half a dozen of these that are all modeled off planets. And they're fun colors. Yeah. So like you have the Death Star, you have Mustafar, which is like Vader's like home base planet. You have Tatooine, you have Dagobah, and Endor, which rules, because I, I love Return of the Jedi. I've already talked about that oh, on this yeah. podcast multiple times. But it's it's wild to think, though, that somebody, like, made these really nice, like, shaped, like, tumblers <laughs> that are, like, planets and stuff. It's, I don't know. It's very inventive how they've gone through and tried to imagine every angle. And I think it all started back with Lucas, right, kind of being like, not only are these toys going to be a hit, where can I go from here? And you get some of the weird stuff we saw with the prequels. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, talking about the food, they had what the little Jar Jar tongues. Oh, yeah, that was weird for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The big thing for me when it was like the prequels was the Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, KFC, those three, the Yum brands, they did a huge thing for the first movie and i remember being taken i was going to a bunch of like my brother's soccer games and that was kind of my weekends for a while so my mom to spoil me she like you could buy like these drink toppers and containers that were just kind of like characters like 
torso and heads. Like I had Jar Jar Binks, I think. Oh yeah. And I think I had a Yoda one. So that must it might have been Attack. No, no, they had him for. He's in Phantom Menace for a hot second. Yoda's in there. Right. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, they had these cool cups. They had like a Pog collection thing where you could like win money. It was that was that's me when I think about Star Wars merch and tie-in stuff. That's what I think about that time. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like I said, every angle you have like little hand puppets, which I also remember was like a thing during Casper. Like it was everybody was trying to get these these puppets. Mm-hmm. But I mean, was everyone trying to get these, or is this just us because we were kids at the time, feeling like we need the toys at these restaurants? I don't know what what like made me want those things, but I definitely was like, I think maybe because I was just like a movie kid, and I was like, I want these things related to the thing I like. I also remember, I guess it wasn't necessarily completely a movie thing, but Burger King did a Pokemon thing with their big kids meals for a while where you got like, it was a Pokeball and there was a little Pokemon in there and it was, I think it was like a $5 upcharge on the kids meal. So I always had to sell it like, come on, you know, like, (laughs) and, uh, I remember having a bunch of those Pokeballs, but anytime, like, I think we talked about this on one of the episodes and i said we should maybe one day do episode but i love food tie-ins yeah like that just like even now like if denny's is doing i don't know what's coming up other than guardians i don't want to oppenheimer week (laughs) (laughs) like explosive pancakes you know like i'd be very excited i mean the happy meal toys or whatever is the burger king equivalent is but is it their big kids meal or something Mm -hmm. like that i mean those toys, I think, kind of changed movies for a bit. And Star Wars Episode One was probably the pinnacle of what that all looked like because it was basically like we're making a movie that's going to be built exactly for merchandising. Because like, mm, I, you know, I don't think the first uh, films that was so much in mind, but I definitely think those prequels they're definitely having that on their mind while they're making the movie. Oh yeah, I mean they probably. <laughs> I mean, we we know it now, right? They made eighteen billion dollars on everything from nineteen eighty seven onward. That was five years after Return of the Jedi came out. Like you know, so it's like they were milking that franchise for a little bit, but it really wasn't until these prequels hit that they had it. You know, we talked about the plastic lightsabers, the the weird Jar Jar related stuff. People had like pillows. They had everything it's it's just like why why did we need all of this like i don't mm-hmm. know i remember going to friends houses seeing the bed sheets like star wars bed sheets yep. for sure man it's it's pretty wild but um you know they have like phone cases now for star wars they have um board games i mean they've had like star wars risk yeah, walk into like a TJ Maxx store and like, you know, they have those tables with all those little gift things. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll see so many like random Star Wars gifts. Oh, and yeah. Other sort of property gifts, you know. No, I mean, it's definitely there. I mean, the Monopoly was big. I remember playing the Star Wars Monopoly and never finishing it because I never finished the game of Monopoly. I, really? I, I have no memory of ever <laughs> finishing a game. <laughs> My problem is I get like 
I would like get too gangstery about it and I want to like make deals the whole time. I'm like, that probably looks pretty good. You know, <laughs> let me set you up. And I'm like licking my finger while I'm pulling from my wad. Look, yeah. money, you know, like, oh my God. I like, I get into it way too much. So it's fun. We should play some Monopoly. That should be an episode. Wow. We just play Monopoly. Listen, we can always do Monopoly Hasbro? Parker Brothers or they are Hasbro. I think it might be Hasbro maybe back in the day. I don't know. I feel like I see Hasbro on the box. They always, yeah, they're always changing hands. Like, you that's know. what I think it was maybe it used to be Parker Brothers or whatever. Yeah, I mean Parker Brothers just seems like they kind of slipped. They lost that Clue brand, and now now Clue is like <laughs> everybody's a daddy. And <laughs> yeah, everyone everyone in Clue fucks. Yeah. <laughs> so you you did mention though that um, there's a lot of Grogu based products too. I feel like we've we've been doing a round circle. We, we we talked about video games. We did a whole extensive episode on it. I don't think we need to touch too much on it, but obviously there's a ton of video games and they're still coming out. Got Fallen Order 2 coming out in a little bit. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, it, the first game was a lot of fun. And I like that they're able to expand the story a little bit now through some of these games that actually tie into the universe again. Although this seems like they are finally bringing back the... The expanded universe slash legend stuff into the main canon here with mm-hmm. like Thrawn and like all that. But we could talk a little more about, you know, the Thrawn pops that are going to come. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Turn your mouth blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a couple things I wanted to share additional in addition to the stuff I've shown you so far, Fred. And obviously I'll have to describe it since our, our viewers can't mm-hmm. see it. Maybe we'll share in some pictures. Yeah. Tom is putting his hand behind him he's pulling out something i can't quite see what it is oh man i see some green first and foremost i mean you're right grogu is the big thing here so what i have is some grogu ears that i'm putting on my head you like how they're pink in the middle of his little like ears yeah it's cute (laughs) but like yoda never had little pink spots on him yeah he was kind of like did they know what they were doing they had to make him cute and broaden the audience they're disney now you know right um we also have grogu plates Mm -hmm. for birthday parties he just loved to eat some like pick and save cake off of that It's kind of like the natural thing you expect whenever somebody busts yeah. out. Like, like, I got hungry for shitty cake when I saw that plate right away. <laughs> well, I'm giving you a plate, Fred, because <gasps> we also have Mandalorian goldfish with, with Grogu on the cover. And you get little Grogu's and little Mandos. What? That kind of looks like a clone trooper. So I wonder if maybe they repurposed a mold. But but it made me laugh because it made me think of the scene in uh, season one of Mandalorian or maybe season two when he's eating the fish people's Mm -hmm. eggs. And uh, that's wonderful. I guess we don't really know Grogu is a... I guess he is a... I mean, it's a they. It doesn't really matter. I think he's been called he, but that doesn't mean the people that have been calling him he know that he's a he, if that makes sense. That's true, <laughs> right. Yeah, they're just kind of conforming to gender norms. So You, you know I like goldfish. Oh, you do like goldfish. I do I'm like glad, goldfish. glad we picked up for that. I was in Maryland recently, and I was scoping the aisles for the old, old bay. I almost said old spice. The old bay goldfish. I could not find them. I was pretty upset. That's really sad. But yeah, when I'm looking at these... 
Yeah, it looks like it looks like the Death Trooper or whatever from Rise of Skywalker, and then just regular goldfish are in here. Yeah, just because they don't want you to feel afraid. You know, they want you to know it's the same thing. And then it's Grogu in the little floating carriage. Right. And nice. Yep. Yeah, and then you have some like just straight up stormtroopers on here because the Empire will never die. Long live the Empire. And uh, well, if you look at that, there, there's Giancarlo Esposito. No. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to throw a stormtrooper one in my mouth, but I missed. Oh no! Now they're on the floor. The stormtroopers are coming. I have one more thing for you, Fred. So don't get too too, uh, too satiated on fish. <laughs> uh, I'm about to eat the plate in a second. Grogu. Oh man! We have Gogurt that is branded Mandalorian Gogurt. So you have Berry Bounty and Cherry Galaxy. They really didn't get too creative with their puns. On those. <laughs> now, where were you keeping that? In the fridge or the freezer? Oh, that's uh, seen in the fridge. So what is the deal with Gogurt in the freezer? <laughs> Look, I'm not saying that there's a right way or a wrong way. I'm just saying there's two ways you can do it. And the other way is kind of like a frozen yogurt treat. <laughs> I'm hoping the mic picked up what I said before because sometimes it can be touchy. So I'm just going to say it again. <laughs> so what we have here is Mandalorian Gogurt that has Cherry Galaxy and Berry Bounty. Mm. Yeah. And it's got it's got the little Grogu here on the cover. <laughs> Berry Bounty is a very pleasing name for a treat, though. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. I really like it. Yeah. And I like most snack foods that are, like, blue. Mm-hmm. I get very excited. The problem is I had both of them already because I had to taste the wares and know what we're talking about. <laughs> Gogurt can be a little bit extra when you're trying to eat that for a podcast. So, uh, But you have um, both of the same color. They're just like a very generic purple slash pink. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I was expecting pink and like blue. No, I mean, I was hoping so because if I had blue gogurt, I'd probably eat that every day because it'd be like blue milk, but curdled, yeah. you know. Or <laughs> yeah, it's blue milk on the go with bodies in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the stuff we found. So Target was the one that came through and gave me my little Grogu ears that I got on right and now. <laughs> when you need Star Wars stuff, go to Target. Obviously, that's the, that's the <laughs> right answer here. So that is kind of what we have going on right now. I mean, Mandalorian is doing a lot of the heavy lifting. The sequel mm-hmm. stuff, I feel like, is kind of petered out because I think everybody had such mixed feelings about the sequels, mm-hmm. and they don't really kids don't really watch them, do they? You know what? You know what they should do? Mm-hmm. They should do a TV version of the last three sequels. Oh, so <laughs> that's the hot move, right? <laughs> is remake movies that aren't even a decade old. <laughs> yeah. Just redo the show that or the movies. <laughs> I mean, at the time of this podcast this is being recorded, which I mean, obviously it's May the fourth today. We know mm-hmm. that, but there's been an announcement of Harry Potter being turned into a TV series, which looks and that has controversies all on its own. And then we have Twilight is now going to be a TV series. I'm just kind of waiting for the Hunger Games drop. Yep, and a live-action Moana. Oh, yeah, that's it, too. 
Although we are getting a Hunger Games thing, but I am slightly curious about because it it's like that prequel, which is already a book. I haven't read any of the books, but I, that, I'm a little late intrigued. I think the interesting thing about the Hunger Games prequel is that they already talk about some of the the history of the previous Hunger Games in some of the main books. So there's kind of that setup. It's sort of like in Harry Potter when it's like you hear about like, James and his buddies, which I'm kind of surprised they didn't go down that route Mm -hmm. or like Cursed Child rather than trying to do the mainline series again. But I don't know. JK's got to (laughs) eat. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. It's it's all that. But I mean, it's always possible we're going to get. I mean, we know we're getting a ton more Star Wars TV shows. We're getting a ton more Star Wars Mm -hmm probably movies at some point and then who knows what else gonna come i know right i just yeah i just think about with those adaptions and i think about like what kind of talent is gonna be attached especially with the harry potter one it's like with the like who wants to touch that right now like are we gonna get like a weird like super conservative harry potter because the only actors that are in it are gonna be like ultra conservative actors it's gonna be like tim allen as snake yeah, tim <laughs> allen is snake. <laughs> <laughs> that's 10 points for Gryffindor. <laughs> oh my god yeah i know people were like pedro pascal i'm like that man's sister is trans, so I'm pretty yeah. sure he ain't touching that with a ten foot pole. Like, <laughs> uh, but it's going to be interesting just to see, yeah, how they navigate the waters of that. But yeah, for Star Wars, I think there's a lot of hype around, like, kind of was talking about bringing these legend stories to life, which is exciting because I think a lot of people grew up with these books. I think that's another type of merchandise we haven't quite ever touched on, mm-hmm. but. It's kind of bringing it all to the light now with this whole announcement or announcement. I mean, so spoiler alert, if you've not watched The Mandalorian, here is your, your warning now. Wait, what are you spoiling in The Mandalorian? Uh-huh. How soon? How soon? Oh, I have not watched the most, the last episode of season. Three. I've watched only the first two episodes of the new season. Okay. And we fell asleep. Well, so I guess is this, is it a twist to announce stuff about Thrawn? When we kind of know he's out there. I know that. I didn't know they were bringing that into Mandalorian. I know that was in the Ahsoka trailer teaser. So I'll say this in the most vanilla way possible. There might be like another mention of him in Mandalorian. But it's at least for what I've seen to date, there hasn't been. I forgot that he, he came up in previous season. So... Yeah, I think there was definitely nods to him. I don't know, did they ever? They said Thrawn once. I remember it. Yeah, that she, that scary cowboy alien guy says Thrawn. I think doesn't he? He might have. Yeah, I think because we they kind of know he's out there. He was part of Star Wars Rebels, so mm-hmm. which I think is canonical to this new timeline that they've established. Where because I mean now they're going to basically turn that season five into Ahsoka. Is her, like season one is going to be Star Wars Rebels season five. The animated show is now all becoming to life. Like they're going to have Mary, um, oh, Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim. Um, Mary, I almost said Mary Steenburgen. <laughs> yes, Mary Steenburgen. Great, great. Ahsoka. Ahsoka, <laughs> what are you doing? That <laughs> uh, dance just comes in like, hey. <laughs> it's a three per, it's a three name name, isn't it? I can't think of it. Yeah, right it's now. like Mary Elizabeth. 
Wines Winst Winstead 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 yeah yeah that sounds right we're gonna go with it so she's playing one of the characters from Rebel so I mean they're actually getting some like bigger names to do it they're also grabbing the voice actors from the series as well, well you know, I knew, I know Thrawn is my guy yeah it's brother. <laughs> but I do like him because he was uh, a baddie in Sherlock and he has a really good episode. Oh, you're talking about Lars. Uh, Lars Mickelson? Yeah. No relation to Mads? No, that's his brother. It is his real life brother. Oh, if you look at them next, they look. They look the same. Oh, man. Yeah, I did well, not know that. Now I'm double Imagine excited. that lunch at that house. <laughs> <laughs> pass the salt. You would not be able to handle the salt if I pass it to you. <laughs> Baby, you seasoned the steak properly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. Well, yeah, so Lars Mikkelsen. Wow, so okay. That makes a lot of sense now. Mm-hmm. Now I get the brother joke. But um, it is... He's the voice actor in Star Wars Rebels, the animated show. So now they basically just gave him the keys to be like, you're going to be live action Thrawn, which Mm -hmm. is, it's very exciting. The Mufasa move. (laughs) Yes, exactly. James Earl just coming around. Uh, But James Earl coming around. (laughs) James Earl is very active in a lot of Disney franchises now. We'll say that much. It is interesting because the books were so popular in the early 90s too. Something that did kind of carry over was the whole idea of, like, Lucas kind of giving his stamp of approval on the original expanded universe and saying, like, this uh, Thrawn trilogy that Timothy Zahn wrote was all canonical. Like, this is basically an imagination of what episodes 7 through 9 could have been. And we got some peppering of that. So it's kind of fun to see. Um, more like Mr. Dash, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> uh but it's good to see Dave Filoni come back and try to reincorporate a lot of those elements and sort of justify some of the story choices that J.J. Abrams just sort of threw ad hoc at the the wall and hope they would stick and be mm-hmm. like, listen, yeah, somebody wrote this better than you guys did. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's try and actually use some of his source material. Now, does like that Rebels and the Thrawn share the same or the Zon who writes about Thrawn? Yes. Do they share similar plot stuff, or is that same characters, different stories? So I've not read the Thrawn trilogy, the the books. I started the first one in audiobook, and I was digging it. I just never followed up with it. Yeah, I think that's actually what I'm going to do before Ahsoka comes out, is start diving into the audiobook for that, uh, which the first one was wrote, uh, read by Dennis Lawson, I found out, who plays Wedge in oh, the nice. original trilogy. Yeah. But I think it was just an abridged version. So like the the newer audiobook has like every word and everything in it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the story elements are. I know where they're kind of at in terms of the Empire being rebuilt with the New Republic and everything are all elements that were part of his story because it's all post Return of the Jedi. Well, I'll say this: it's a lot of Luke and Le- or Luke, Leia, and Han. That's why I guess that's what I'm circling here. Yeah, so I wonder if that's the one thing that's going to change is knowing that I don't know that they're going to want to revisit, <laughs> you know, trying to get people in unless they just want to give uh, what's his name, uh, Alden Emmerich and. Which I decided he's one of my guys. He is. I had never seen Hail Caesar. I threw on that movie 
That's a dude right there. Yeah, he's good in that. I need him. It, he should be in the Pauline Kale Tarantino movie. Oh, <laughs> he might find his way. You never know. Because mm-hmm. it's now he's going to be in a Christopher Nolan, I think. He's in Oppenheimer? I think nice. so. The Oppenheimer cast is Well, who control. isn't in Oppenheimer? Throw, yeah. throw a stone. and you got, Yeah, but Drake Bell. Drake and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Josh is in it. Yeah. No. Or yeah, Josh is in it. Not oh, yeah, Bell. Josh is in it, not Drake. Yeah, no, Drake, they, he was missing for five hours, and then they found out he just lost his phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think there, there's some excitement around those books again, and I think just around the Star Wars stories that were written you know, by people who were just kind of fans, mm-hmm. and they were like, I want to expand this universe, and... You know, you had Disney come in and be like, well, no, that's not the way it's going to happen. And they're like, well, okay. <laughs> it's like, we can't think of anything. Oh, wait, there's a pile of stories? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, yeah, well, let's see what this has got. And Dave Filoni's like literally just like gesturing to it. Like, hello, hello, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> well, they did the season two thing with Luke where they had him in extensively. And that seemed to not bother that many people, especially since they hired the guy who was like the guy on YouTube who was like fixing the Irishman and all that. Yeah. Which I still want that cut. Give me his cut of the Irishman <laughs> just so we get over that uncanny valley stuff. But uh, yeah, I think do, I guess I want to ask you, do you think we'll see... Like a full-on scene with a weird de-aged Han Solo or uh, Leia. I think the tricky part there is that you've already established a de-aged Luke. You've already established a de-aged Leia, but it seems like maybe that estate's too fresh to have her. I don't know, especially because the fact that she's passed away. So it's like... I feel like the only way you get anything with Leia now is if you get her daughter to kind of like give her 100% blessing and maybe she even does the motion capture or something mm-hmm. like that, you know. But I don't know. I I It feels weird. It feels like I can't predict what Harrison Ford is willing to do because now he just did DH'd Indiana Jones for the new movie. So. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's like I don't see him coming back back for it but i think the technology in a year it's not gonna require him (laughs) to come back it's just gonna need his sign off and doesn't even need his sign off if it's part of the star wars i mean yeah i don't even think mark hamill is involved with uh some of the stuff in season two or that wasn't even season two that was like book of boba fett when we were seeing him wasn't it Oh, yeah, that was Book of Boba Fett. Which is basically two and a half. (laughs) I mean, we can can start talking about maybe some of the coulda, woulda, shouldas here, unless you have other things you want to talk about with the current merchandise. No, I think we just nailed the head, nailed it on the head that it's a bunch of baby Grogu. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) that's kind of what it is, yeah. But I think when you look at... There are going to be so many more possibilities because the merchandise is going to keep going. But how many times can you slap a different coat of paint on one of these cups or another Funko Pop doll, right? It's like, are they ever going to come up with something crazy and new that they haven't done before? I mean, what would that even look like in your eyes? I don't know. I think the coolest thing that they did was the Tauntaun sleeping bag. I think that's just fun. (laughs) That's a great idea. I, I love it. I would love to try just sleeping in one one night, and then I'd be good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's got to have the stench with it, though. You got to need to have like a little smell sensor or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, a little 
like packet you have to pop when yeah. you get in there. <laughs> that would be so good. Um, what about like I don't know. I guess maybe the next thing really is something with like phone apps, if that even counts as merchandise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and that's like a big thing now. Are those like what's that game in The Witcher? Gwent. Oh, yeah. It's like the Gwent and the other thing that's like that from the World of Warcraft, something Hearthstone. Okay. It's I think those kind of games and these card training trading apps are a big thing for Star Wars, Marvel, and all these properties now. Right. Like this freemium game thing. That's huge. I mean, it's just, it's crazy to me that even like Card games are still alive and well, but they're now virtual and people play virtual card games. And I mean, because Star Wars trading cards were also very big. That was one thing maybe we didn't talk about. But at the same end, it was like they developed a game around it. And like you could actually play like, you know, a round of like kind of like Magic the Gathering. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, yeah, that probably exists in a virtual format. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's I guess the sky is really the limit, you know, unless they do come up with real live working lightsabers, right? Yeah. I don't know how, but I want it. (laughs) Or at least just combine the two technologies. Give me the tunneling lightsaber that maybe because I guess they can't have something that spring pops out too dangerous for kids maybe oh yeah well especially if it actually cuts through stuff <laughs> well it doesn't need to cut I'm saying it can be just that plastic whatever but instead of having to like whip it out because yeah. that's what I had to do is kind of there was a lock and you unlock it and you whipped it and then you could turn on the light which you could kind of see I want one that you flip and it's kind of see through it's very see through mm-hmm or you hit a button and it springs out and it lights at the same time. Ooh, that would be kind of fun. I don't know if that's too dangerous for kids, but like, yeah, imagine like, yeah, like a switchblade, but like plastic and see-through pop out and then at the same time make the noise and light. Sure. I think the only thing I can think of besides something like a working lightsaber is all going to rely on whenever we develop reliable hover technology. Definitely. And then you can have like a floating carriage that looks like Grogu's little floating carriage for your own baby. Mm. Or you have like a speeder that looks like Luke's like speeder in A New Hope, right? Mm-hmm. Or even have like the, the bikes from like the, what do you call it, from Return of the Jedi when they're on. Oh, Endor. yeah. That'd be cool. But then it's like, listen, there, there's one purchase I've always been waiting to make, and it's not Star Wars related. It's Back to the Future. I want my hoverboard. Right. Yeah. It's But, like, I say I want a hoverboard, but I'm too afraid to get on a skateboard and a bike. Like, am I going to really get on a hoverboard? I mean, it doesn't seem like it's as hard to use as a skateboard. You don't think so? I think it'd be harder. I mean, I guess it depends on how balanced you need to be. I suppose if you fall off, you're falling, like, a foot to the ground. <laughs> That's not that far. <laughs> <laughs> no worse than a skateboard, I suppose. I don't know. I guess that's the thing, though, is, like, have they kind of exhausted Star Wars? Uh, yeah, but they did that a long time ago. <laughs> like, sure. Yeah, I was. I had some coulda, woulda, shoulda's that exist, but I kind of, I love the idea of taking, like, a property and taking it to, like, the high-end cuisine. Like, I want, like... A cool culinary cookbook of, like, high-end recipes that, like, you know, 
maybe they come from that planet from the last Jedi. Oh yeah. The <laughs> casino planet I can't that think everyone of it. hates. Yeah. I you know, part that I think is pretty cool. Canto uh, bite, I believe. Canto bite, yeah. yeah. Um I was thinking that are like a cocktail, like a Star Wars cocktail book. And I'm sure they have versions of these things. I already know they're they're not to the level I want. Yeah. They're not like they're not like how to make your own blue milk or whatever. Not like the way that Disney makes it or whatever. Mm, yeah, like at home I have a uh and I'm gonna say this part loud: the unofficial Harry Potter cookbook. No money go to J.K. Rowling, oh. and the unofficial Disney cookbook. No money goes to Disney, <laughs> and uh, those are both great because uh, it's like very much recipes within the worlds of those two things. And I know they do that for Lord of the Rings and Game Ooh. of Thrones, which I think the Thrones one would be really good because I hear the books are very food heavy. Oh, wow. I could get down with that. I'm trying to think of, like, what's a memorable food from Game of Thrones. But I can't... All I can think of is milk over the poppy, and that's their drug. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I know, like, yeah, it's more of a book thing, and I haven't read the books, where, like, he'll just go off and talk about, like, all the food on the plate. And it's a lot of, like, roasts and, like... Uh, cooked potatoes with different spices, like very similar to Tolkien. I think he did that a little too. He would roast go off on some food, and you get the roast boar in front of <laughs> King Robert Baratheon. <laughs> yeah, from what I hear about the Game of Thrones books, it's a lot of food and a lot of sex. That's like what he's talking about most of the time. I mean, they got one of those things right in the adaptation. <laughs> yeah, I would have loved like some non-gross, but like in like the Hamble TV show styling, where we're like we're gonna set up some set pieces of some food. Ooh, I have heard that is good. I've never watched it, though. <sighs> well, season one kind of drags, but then season the rest of the seasons are like, oh, whoa, whoa, from like beginning to end. <laughs> it's one of those where it's like, yeah, it was okay. And then I fell off and then I got back in and then it's just a really good because it's like kind of like a reboot. And they did Red Dragon as the last season, but they really let it breathe, and they're really kind of doing different stuff with the characters. I like that. I dig it a lot. Nice. Yeah. I, I've i seen both Manhunter with Brian Cox and uh, Red Dragon with uh, Hannibal, or, uh, oh my God, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. I mean, he's synonymous with Hannibal Lecter. It's like nothing Brian Cox could have done <laughs> would have changed that. Uh, I think that Red Dragon and Hannibal are two movies that I don't think are anywhere near as good as Silence of the Lambs, but I always enjoy throwing them. I always enjoy a rewatch of those. Yeah, but there's something about Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah. It's interesting, though, that we even get into something like that because I think about something you even said too when we were talking about like the unofficial cookbooks or whatever a lot of the best things I think about with Star Wars are fan generated besides telling them how to make a movie <laughs> you know what I mean because it's like we, we talked about the Zahn books before and how wonderful they are because it seemed like it came from a place of somebody who was just very passionate about the universe. They did the homework. They wanted to know more about it. And so they wrote their own thing and it became a, you know, a, like a blessed by the creator. You're like, good job. You, you, you hit it on there, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just... Um, it's fun when you see people do like their cosplay and they come up with these fun costumes on their own. And I mean, it, those aren't traditional sense merchandise, but they have to kind of use some merchandise sometimes to supplement those costumes. Mm -hmm. And it's always fun to kind of see what people can come up with. Well, we're talking, we talked about like web content. 
uh, made by fans. I I can really always enjoy those bad lip reading music videos with Star mm. Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, if you ever in need of a good laugh, just all of those are pretty fun. It is. It's a good time. I especially like the NFL ones too. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I wonder though, and I think we kind of got a, a a taste of this with uh, the Christmas special. Doing some kind of Star Wars musical would be sort of fun. Yeah, but I would want it to be. I don't want it to be uh, winky. I want it. To, I want them to get like Andrew Lloyd Webber, and I want it to be like real. Like. Yeah. Well, because then what you get is you can get an album of like Star Wars inspired songs, kind of like the the Bill Murray as the lounge singer, like Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Mm, yeah. <laughs> You get like so you can have like vinyls of like original songs because right now you can obviously get the vinyls of all the things. I mean, it's it's funny to try and do a coulda woulda shoulda with Star Wars, which is merchandise the hell out of every single thing that you can possibly Mm -hmm. think of. There's Star Wars paint. Well, that's why I wrote down cookbook and cocktail book, and I'm like, I know these things exist. I'm not looking it up because I want to say them. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I suppose the question is, could they do some of these things better? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of where, where the next level is for this franchise. When you do everything, you do nothing. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? So, I guess as we get to the end here, Fred, any other coulda, woulda, shouldas you want to share first? Nope, that's it for me. All right. So, I guess we'll get to a, a, a newer segment I am developing, sort of. A newer segment I'm developing, sort of when we get um, we get the fuel for the fire here, because you guys know that you can send us a email at state of the franchise podcast at gmail.com. and we had someone write in this week who knew we were talking about Star Wars merchandise, and they had a, a lovely thing to say about <laughs> the the gogurt that I showed you before, and this came from Jasmine a friend of the show, who says they really dropped the ball when they failed to rebrand the Mandalorian-themed Gogurt as Grogurt. Mm, that's good. That's good. And yeah, that's her That's her sentiment. I also think it should have had like little, little, little chunks and bits in it. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the other thing we were talking about, too. Why don't they have the blue macrons that he's that he eats in season two Ooh. or the macaroons. Yeah. Macaroons. I almost call them macaroons. I'm thinking I, of I, the I, I French really, uh, president. <laughs> I really put the stank on. I go macaron. Macaron. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those blue macaroons would be really good too. I'd love to try to make a macaron. Yeah. I would. I don't know. I don't know. How do you even start? You got to make the cookies first. Well, right? and it has, they have those like a uh, shape. Pans where you know, like you can make the exact because they gotta be that perfect size, so they're that yeah, perfect lift. Yeah. It's a lot of work for a cookie that doesn't taste that good. To me. Oh, what? Oh, come on. <laughs> There's better fancy fancy cookies. I rather have an Italian like nice cookie than a macaron. You're speaking close to me, Fred. You're mm-hmm. speaking close to me right now, close to my heart. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I think. Talking about the puns of the day being May the 4th, and you have Grogurt that is right there for the taking, and they mm-hmm. just couldn't go the extra mile to add that R. I don't know. It does feel like they slipped up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So as we get to the end of the episode then, Fred, we obviously have our Power Rankings segment for this week. 
And my question for you is, what are your top three favorite pieces of merchandise, either that you owned or that you have just come across in your your travels? So I would say number three for me was the Millennium Falcon that I had that nice. yeah, I could put the guys in. I just like something like that because it was like something you could carry around. You could pack a couple guys, bring them with you. Then the Ewok Village, just because like I never really had the like set for like you know like people get toys and they have the setup like the castle or whatever. I never really had something like that, so that was very cool to have all the big trunks of trees with all the like you know things like that. And um, honestly, my number one thing, which is kind of like a catch-all, would be. During that episode one, like, all the Pizza Hut promo stuff, just because, like, I remember just getting that stuff and being so excited, and it was the first time I knew I knew of a property, and I was excited it was coming. That's that's a pretty good pick. I, I Yeah, I mean, those tie-in toys are always so fun. I definitely want to see this Millennium Falcon now, and I'm kind of sad it might no longer be with you because I think I know the one you're talking about, but like I, I just need to see it. It's almost like seeing like an old like Enterprise like toy set from back in the day. Well, I don't. I have like family photos, but I don't have any like childhood toys or anything. You have to bring them next time. Just I want the photos. That's all. Yeah, just just my photos. That'll yeah. be all. Imagine how fun this was. <laughs> <laughs> like we, I remember like my parents used to videotape every Christmas, mm-hmm. which like I'm kind of glad I don't know where those are because it was just like us getting spoiled, just like piles of gifts. Yeah. Like I'm like I don't want to watch this pudgy kid complain about his gifts on on a 93 camera. But hey, <laughs> looks like a skinnamarink video. <laughs> I still haven't seen it yet. I got to get on it. I can imagine, though, that what that was like. I think my top three, though, it's tough because I actually have a lot of these things around still. And But I think the stuff that, that stuck close to my heart was probably first and foremost um, when I finally got my first Boba Fett action figure. And I do have a Boba Fett. And it's, it's stored away, as I mentioned, and not in, in my person's, but it will be one day. I'm coming for it. And I just loved, because that one did have a launching rocket. So when I read that the kids didn't get that, and I got one with a launching rocket, I was like, yes. Nice. That's sweet. And I just always liked Boba Fett. I liked the look of him. I was excited about him in Attack of the Clones, and then I was not a fan of that movie. So, um, But I think that was cool. I also had a um, a blue lightsaber. It was an Obi-Wan lightsaber I had gotten probably from like back when the special editions came out. And this was not one of those cheap ones that you found at the store or is like that. Like it did have the little like lock clip. It was a little sturdier. And I feel like when I was even like with sword fight with other like friends who had like those actual lightsaber blades, like I would actually end up breaking their blades because I got this one that was built like a brick shit house. Like, <laughs> it was pretty legit. I think I still actually have it. I think it's in the closet right now. But well, it's crazy. There were so many like variations and different people trying to make the product that like there could be such a jump in quality from like you could get one at Dollar General or you could get one at like Toys R Us or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was really that. Yeah, there was just so many different things. I don't know. Um. I think the last thing, though, that I'll say is I got a, and, and it's just my fun little thing every year. I have a little Yoda 
ornament. And I don't know. It just it just really warmed my heart because I love Yoda. Obviously, Grogu is, is a joy. Is Yoda your favorite character from Star Wars? I don't know that Yoda is my favorite, but I've always really liked Yoda because I think I, I always love Muppets. Like, Muppets are one of my favorite things ever. And the fact that it's like... Miss Piggy voicing Yoda. I just am always like, I don't know, over the moon when I find out that it's like, God, it's Frank Oz. I got him. It's my guy. <laughs> Directing random movies like Little Shop of Horrors and stuff. I don't know. So Yoda's always great, but it's just a nice little like add on to the tree every year because you sort of like, it's like, it's almost like you have to find him because he is green. So you're always like looking into it, like, where is he this time? And it's nice. I don't know. I don't know why I picked an ornament number one, but I guess it just has more. It was a gift from, uh, I think, from my mom. And I was just like, you know what? I think my mom gets me. And it just kind of warms nice. my heart. So, and then <laughs> like a it. nice family bond. <laughs> I like it. it. Bond. Family bond. Family bond. So, the bonds that Tobias Fred have, have worn down here now. And I think we are at the end of our, our galactic mission. Anything you would like to plug this week? Um, no, just check out the podcast. We're going to keep churning it out. Yeah, absolutely. And we had already mentioned the email. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at State of the Franchise Podcast with Tom and Fred. Uh, we're also on Instagram, State of the Franchise with Tom and Fred. And we have our Buy Me a Coffee page. Drop us a one-time donation at buymeacoffee.com slash S-O-T-F. And stay tuned for next time. We'll be discussing Miami subs. Party in the city where the heat is on. <laughs> Ham and Swiss on my bread. <laughs> Better deliver that sandwich you might get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> Keep my sandwich out of your motherfucking mouth. <laughs> that's, that's the sequel to Miami that we're not ready for yet. We'll see you next time. Bye. Charge my phone, drive with an engine. At work, I talk to you about will.